0: Good morning. It's Tuesday, March 8th, 2016. This is Tech Talk Today, episode 235. My name is Chris. That's my dramatic opening of my beverage. That
1: was ridiculously perfect.
0: Good morning, Edge.
1: This is Angela. <laughs>
0: Wow! Yeah, I got to open up my caffeine beverage for the start of the show. I know that's a real sound effect yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, so we have a bunch of stories to get into today, and we have our Kickstarter of the week for this week's edition of the Tech Talk Today program. But you know what we got to do first? We Introduce gotta... the experts. Our secret weapon, as it were. Time appropriate <laughs> greeting, Shmumber Room. Hello. Hey. Hello, hello.
1: <laughs> I love the variety. That hey. is
0: good. Uh, so we're going to just bust through a couple of stories right off the top, uh, which I don't expect the Mum Room to have too much uh, to say on it, but if you guys want to chime in, you can't otherwise. I'll just bust through these first two stories really quick as mostly an update. The first one is to our U.S. audience, uh, the IRS, and this is sort of tax season, so I bring it up, is suspending their uh, insecure Git pin feature, which we've talked a little bit on uh, TechSnap about. Citing ongoing security concerns, the Internal Revenue Service has suspended a service offered via its website that allowed taxpayers to retrieve a so-called IP protection pin, or IP pins. Uh, These are codes that the IRS mailed to some 2.7 million taxpayers to help prevent those individuals from becoming victims of tax fraud for two years in a row now. Now, them shutting this down comes just a couple of days after Krebs first reported on this. You see, the problem was, Andrews.
1: Well, wait, can, can, um, go yeah, Late on me, right? So, are, basically, or what are they saying that they're going to tie their IP address to no that IP tax as return? in
0: like your personal information, not IP as oh. in yeah, I know that is confusing.
1: Yeah, okay, so I don't understand what. Okay, so what was going
0: on is a lot of tax frauds happening, and right. so the IRS is like, well, what we're going to do is we're going to give you a super secure PIN system that you can I use, see. and this this will be what you identify. You actually, you literally put it on your tax forms. You know, uh, when you go to the website, you uh, you log in with that. Uh, you, you know, you yeah. put the pin code in there. I mean, it's like that's it's,
1: interesting because like everything does pin codes. So the, if it's failing, like that's kind of interesting because like student loans, you have pin numbers. So
0: here's why there's this failing. And see, this is, it all comes down to the implementation. Uh, okay. <clears throat> this is the flaw. Uh, so here I'll tell you a little bit more about it. So two point seven million people had it. Right. Yeah. Came in the mail. Uh, about five percent of those, approximately one hundred and thirty thousand were used uh, to uh, to try to get people's, like, forgotten PIN numbers and stuff. This is where the issue was. When you forgot your PIN number, mm-hmm. then, it, then this is where fraud could happen. Like, 800 fraudulent returns were used. People got money. Uh, the problem was is <clears throat> they were stealing people's tax re- refunds. And the way you got these PIN resets is you answered questions on uh, – on Equifax, They're, these are so-called right. knowledge-based authentication yes. or out-of-wallet questions mm-hmm. that focus on things like your previous address or loan amounts, like which one of these yes. loan amounts was the correct loan amount. And then when you answer those questions correctly, it proves your identity. The issue there being – any really motivated uh, identity thief could get the answer to those questions
1: i barely know the answers
0: well there's that too i just
1: went through this you know just to pull my free credit report yes. just to see what's yeah. on it and yeah. yeah they are hard questions well it <clears throat> unless I mean, it's it multiple you, choice unless
0: you know your target like it wouldn't take a lot of research for someone to figure out your previous address and dig around a little bit
1: yeah but they do they they do it they're pretty They'll like leave off part of the part of your real address, mm-hmm. and like, and we've had multiple addresses, mm-hmm. and I don't know. And sometimes they say none of the above, which is a good option.
0: So it, what Krebs is pointing out is mm-hmm. if you if you could get some uh, basic information about the person, like previous addresses, right. you could also get uh, answers to other things, like possible loan amounts, by using <laughs> tools like Zillow and whatnot. Oh to, sure. And then get the just take some sure. rough guesses and yeah. attempt to so. This PIN system is getting abused, and so the IRS is just shutting it down altogether right during the tax return season. Yeah, More coverage on TechSnap about that. And then one more story before we really get into the main meat of the show today. Uh, I thought this was kind of interesting, kind of along the same lines. Facebook has just fixed Uh. a bug that allows anyone to reset
1: anyone's
0: password. Uh, Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, no wonder that so many people were being – wow.
0: Now, here's the cool thing, though. This is why this made a, uh, a, a story here. Facebook is paying $15,000 to an independent security researcher who discovered the way of doing this. So they're nice. paying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they the, have a bounty royalty,
1: pro- or yeah, bounty, yep. yeah, right. Yep. 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 they have
0: a bounty program and they cool. Yeah, they do seem to actually be pretty good about it most of the time. Uh, I guess it was a brute force protection limit which was not active on Facebook's beta platform which was accessible on beta.facebook.com. So it wasn't even necessarily rolled out to the main public yet, but he was on top of it.
1: Nice, on top fifteen thousand is a nice payday. So
0: there you go, Mumble Room. Your Facebook accounts remain a bit safer from at least everybody but Facebook. <laughs> 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 yeah, and everybody else on there. I tell you that, Facebook Ange. I know. I, I'm. I've been taking. I've been taking a break. You know? I know. Is it weird? It's like I go, like, I just go, I go off the, I go off the oh, grid. Oh, no,
1: I have been posting so much crap that you haven't seen. Oh. No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm <laughs> like, he won't see this for at least a month. This is okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's funny. Well, that is, every now and then I, I wind <laughs> up totally on there. totally joking. Every, every now and then I wind up on there, either because there's like a group, uh, like there's a Thousand Trails group that uh, oh. i Oh, cool. Yeah, so that's neat. Yeah. yeah, yeah things like that. Much, yeah, you know. So uh, anybody on the Mumba Room uh, quit Facebook, been on Facebook and then quit it? They're all stuck. Oh, I'm, I'm on Facebook, but I probably should quit it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know you're on there. Yeah. I, I feel like Hey Citizen tried Facebook once and then bailed. I feel like hey or he's still active. Come on, uh,
2: I'm
3: unfortunately still active.
0: <laughs> unfortunately, what draws you to Facebook? My family.
1: Yeah, that
0: is the thing. I know that's what makes Facebook stand out from all the other networks. Except
1: that you've you've kind of gotten family to go te- go by the Telegram. Um, side, you know, core family, core family, yeah,
0: yeah. But if it's really the extended family and cousins and stuff like that right. that you don't really see on regular basis that are on Facebook, yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. And and they schedule meetings and events and they don't use anything else.
0: Blaster says there that that's true too. Blaster says he's been on Facebook for years. He's been off the sauce for years. He says, uh, "Hi, my name is Blaster, and I've been off Facebook for two years, three <laughs> days." Uh, yeah, Rikai's his family and friends on the coast or the, on the east coast. Or why he's on still. Still, yeah. And I probably should. I do feel – I feel a little negligent. I feel like a bad family member for not being on there. Just a little bit. But at the same time, I've learned too that uh, people, people get a picture of your life and then they just sort of fill in all of the blanks. Right. And uh, they don't always do it in the most charitable way. And I would rather just not give them the building blocks to build that narrative anymore. Uh, and, you know. Facebook's just kind of a creepy platform to begin with. Speaking of creepy, last week our top story was Apple in this court case about getting uh, access to a drug dealer's phone. Right. Wait,
1: a drug dealer or a murderer? Well, this is
0: the problem, is I was so excited to talk about the overall case. that This was just a footnote. The the actual specifics of the court case we talked about were actually a a drug dealer's case. Okay. Uh, But it was an important precedent to set for the big showdown coming between the Apple and the FBI, between the Apple and the FBI. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, to go back to the case we talked about last week, the Justice Department has asked a judge to review the pro-Apple ruling and maybe reconsider uh, because – Obviously, this is going to impact their fight on unlocking the San Bernardino shooter's phone. So the victory we talked about last week may get overturned or at least reconsidered by a plea from the the uh, Department of Justice. The filing in Brooklyn, New York, was expected after we have this uh, ruling. I guess it's not too surprising. Uh, so we'll see what happens there, but I just wanted to follow up on that. Uh, in a 50-page ruling last week, you remember the judge uh, said that the Justice Department's use of the All Writs Act of 1789, mm-hmm. 1789, which is amazing, uh, to compel Apple to help investigators open a smartphone was unconstitutional overreach. Love Congress, it. he found, had specifically considered granting such authority to the government, but decided not to do so. So, but the Justice Department's asking to reconsider, and we'll see. The more I watch this case, I think this might be one of the tech stories of the year. Mm-hmm. And it has – I think when you really think about it, you could take the word Apple out and you could put any other company in there because really if, if this happens, if, if, they can, if they can compel Apple to create code to disable the security protections on the iPhone, the precedent that's being set isn't about compromising iPhones. The precedent that is being set is the, the FBI can compel a technology company to create code. That's the precedent that's being set, and it just needs a big enough reason, and we have lots of those all the time. So the the reason why I think this is a huge deal is when you really, really zoom out long-term, this could be any phone manufacturer. This could be any computer. This could be any creator of encryption software, and they're setting the precedent to crack it. Mm -hmm. It's not just about the iPhone. That's why I think it's a huge tech story. Mumble, any many thoughts before we move on on the whole Apple FBI encryption, iPhone unlocking. Probably shouldn't say encryption, but we do. Thoughts. His recommendation was to basically go back to Congress. Congress should make mm-hmm. what the
2: FBI wants lawful or not, but we should have a discussion in a world with smartphones.
0: Yeah, I, I think um, I was surprised. So I watched the testimony. It was four hours uh, on the House Judiciary Committee on testimony on uh, – encryption and backdoors and they had call me there for the first bit of it and uh, they actually asked some decent questions and then the second half of it after their long ass break longest lunch break i've ever seen uh they came back and they asked apple's lawyers questions and one of the last questions after four hours that they asked apple's lawyer was well what would you like to see done what would you prefer us to? did you have any bills to submit and their answer was we don't have any. No." no, we just want you guys Mm -hmm. to talk about this. We'll go with whatever decision you make. I'm like, oh, what? Mm. After all of this, like, you don't have, like, a proposal for, like, what should be done or how? Like, oh, Apple. Wow. Yeah, that was a bit of a bummer. Uh, I was expecting a good blow there, but uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did make a good case for not doing it, but at the end of the day, Comey, the FBI director, equated it to two things. Do you want to live in a society where there are evidence-free devices that – no law enforcement official can get into. So if your child's been kidnapped or you've been murdered, are you comfortable with the idea that you could have a device that is what he's calling an evidence-free zone, which is just brilliant terminology. Mm-hmm. That's just brilliant. And he says that the uh, the auto-erase and and delay for entering the the 10 key, you know, yeah. 10 are you're dead, 10 are yeah. you're dead, 10 are you're dead, kept saying that. Uh, wow. Yeah, 10 are you're dead, ten, ten, 10 and you're dead, 10 and you're dead. Um the 10 in your dead uh, code and the delay in there, he said, is equivalent to a drooling guard dog at the gate. Oh, and my gosh. They are just asking for Apple to remove the drooling guard dog, and they want to pick the lock. That's all they're asking for, he says.
1: <laughs> wow.
0: Um, and, and what was great is one of the uh, one of the Congress critters uh, asked – he has some technology background, and he asked a great question that I just read a great blog post about. The iPhone 5C – ...has non-volatile storage on there, like, think of like a computer's hard drive. There's a there's a chip on the iPhone 5C motherboard that has the file system of the iPhone. It has the encryption key all on the same chip. Like, like if you took your hard drive out of your MacBook, mm-hmm. they could take that chip, they could desolder it from the phone and put it in a reader. And they could make infinite copies of everything on that chip. And they could run concurrently thousands of cracks completely bypassing the PIN code because they wouldn't be going through an iPhone. They'd be accessing at the file system layer. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is if they could get access to the section of that chip that has the encryption key, because the 5C stored the encryption key on the same file system that was encrypted, the 6 and 6S move it to the secure enclave or the 5S (laughs) and above. The, The encryption key is stored in the secure enclave. In the 5C, the key and the file system are right next to each other. If you remove that chip and you put it in a reader... You could make infinite copies of it. You could run infinite numbers of attacks against it. Uh, And so this guy, the Congress creator, says, have you tried that? And Comey just, "Uh, uh, uh, I think one of the challenges here is we're talking about data in transit versus data at rest. And so that's why I'm uh, pausing. (laughs) And then he just kind of wandered off. Wow. Yeah. So there is solutions out there with this 5C that exists today. If Apple never helped, they could do that. Uh, They just are choosing not to. Wow. Uh, all right, Mumbrum, any other comments on that before we move on? One, two. All right, then why don't we talk about something that you need to watch out for if you run the Mac. This Uh-oh. is uh, some Mac ransomware that's uh, kind of getting a lot of uh, attention because it's included in one of the open source community's favorite BitTorrent clients, Transmission. Uh, it is kind of nasty. So uh, I, I kind of – we came out on Sunday – uh, during the Linux action show. In fact, we had a caller come in and say, hey, have you heard about this uh, Trojan? I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't affect Linux users. Whatevs. Hang up. <laughs> um, but everyone running uh, 2.90 on OS X should immediately upgrade to 2.91 or, and delete their copy of 2.90 if they're not going to use it because it has malware in it. If you use Activity Monitor in OS X, you can check whether any process named kernel underscore service is running. If so, double-check the process, choose open file and ports, and check whether there is a file name like Slash users, slash library, slash kernel, underscore services. And there's two slashes between users and the library. If so, the process is key rangers main process. We suggest terminating it with quit. Uh, according to Reuters, Apple's aware of the issue and has already revoked the digital certificate from legitimate Apple developer that enabled the rogue software to install on Macs. So somebody used – that's an interesting point here. Someone used a legitimate certificate as an Apple developer – now, Apple was able to quickly pull that and disable it from running active, uh, on Macs, but I thought that was kind of interesting. Now, this is the type of ransomware that encrypts a user's hard drive and then demands payment in order to unencrypt it. Could you imagine? Wow. Could you imagine how much that would suck?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's a good test of your backup. So, uh, transmission says the version 2.9.2. We'll also actively remove the malware. It'll clean your system. And when you say the
1: version, is that the version of transmission or OS?
0: Transmission. Okay. So uh, 2.91 fixes it. 2.92 not only fixes it, but also cleans your Mac up.
1: (laughs) And transmission, like, I don't have that, right? I don't know. Do you use any BitTorrent? I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: No, probably not. Wow. Yeah, and uh, who's pointing that out in the chat room right now? Renegade Dave is talking about... uh, I think he's showing renegade how you... Renegade Dave? Yeah, yeah.
1: I think good. it's Renegade DVI.
0: Yeah, well, I like Renegade Dave, though. <laughs> when you think about it, right? He's a, he's a renegade. It, poor transmission, though. A nice open source application. You hate to see get it compromised. And, it, and it's, it feels too soon since Linux Mint just got compromised. Mm. And uh, so it's like too, too, too much. It's too much. It's nothing sacred anymore. It's nothing. Oh,
1: it's Renegade VI. Mm. Uh,
0: I think Renegade... And
1: Devil. <laughs>
0: yeah, Renegade. I think Renegade Dave, though, is pretty good. Because it's like, it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, hey citizen. You have a question?
3: Yeah, I, I was wondering. Like, so is this like uh, the same kind of attack that was uh, launched on Linux Mint? Did they did they get hacked?
0: Yeah, it feels like that kind of a thing, doesn't it? Uh, so when I was reading about this, uh, it seems like the Transmission folks say they're going to do a big update. And as if as of this recording, I haven't seen that update. In there, they say they're gonna they're gonna give us the deeds. However, uh, Palo Alto Networks has has some really good research on this and it looks like it. That seems to be, they must've had their files their wherever they have this stored compromised.
3: Yeah. Cause uh, I feel it's all coming from Palo Alto networks and I don't feel like, uh, the transmission people are really no, addressing the issue. No, no. In
0: fact, I just saw a, uh, I just saw a link this morning when I was reading up on this, that, uh, somebody saying they were being kind of, uh, obtuse about it. Uh, so i haven't dug that far into it. Um, but the way Palo Alto Networks makes it uh, sound, it sounds like it got swapped out on their download server like around 11 p.m. at one point. Uh, several hundred user, oh no, I'm sorry, like six thousand users downloaded it in that time, and or sixty or 6,500, wow. and uh, and then the, then it was fixed. But
1: how much money did they collect before it got shut down? <laughs>
0: I wonder. I, I wonder if the bigger story here too is. Uh, What's the point of Apple, you know, so Apple has the system on OS 10 now for a while where it checks the uh, digital certificate, it checks that, see if it's authentic before it can run the application. And uh, that's actually bitten me twice on this machine here because a couple of these apps here are from their Mac App Store. Mm -hmm. And sometimes Apple just craps its pants and forgets to, like, (laughs) renew the SSL cert or something like that, and my soundboard doesn't work.
1: Oh, my gosh. Yeah.
0: It's like, enter your password. I enter my password. It's like, enter your password. I enter my password. It's like, enter your password. I enter my password. It's like, enter your password. And I'm like, oh, I'll enter my password. (laughs) Oh, it's broken. Yeah. And then there was a (laughs) there was uh, another, I guess, another update just recently that broke the Ethernet on Macs. Oh, nice. Yeah. And then those people couldn't run their their apps. And yeah. Uh, So then I entered my password. So, yeah, I, uh, I am, I'm surprised that there's all this hubbub about paying Apple and being signed, and then this guy can just still do this. I want to hear more about that, too. I want more people to talk about that. So keep an eye out for that story. be a good tech snap story to break down later. You know what I mean, Andrews? Yep. Mumble, any other thoughts before we move on to uh, something kind of gross? kind of gross and guess who found it it's kind of nasty oh a stem 13 report so angie brings us a stem 13 report <laughs> brace yourself this might be the clip that gets us taken down from youtube well but, uh, we
1: don't have to play it i mean anatomy without
0: we'll
4: play a little touching bit. a body it's done by an interactive virtual dissection table maria college in albany is the first to offer this to local students but oh reports. i like their motion
0: templates here these are nice
2: the benefit to having the tables is really profound. So they
0: have a touchscreen table.
2: Digital cadaver is what Dr. is talking about. And Maria College is the first in the capital region to have this technology.
0: So it starts with a body with skin, and then they can remove layers of the skin.
1: They can perform surgeries, they can do a lot of things, and these are based on real cadavers. A real cadaver was scanned in.
2: They're able to study real human anatomy on real cadavers that have been digitized without the excessive cost that's being associated with storing these.
0: Oh, yeah. I guess that'd be the hardest part about using actual cadavers. Or
1: actually, or, you know, like, yeah, if you accidentally make a mistake, you can just undo.
2: Whereas with a real cadaver, you can't. Students can zero in on particular. Yeah, they're
0: using touch interface.
2: I see a mouse on the screen. They can yeah, move things with a it literally a finger. seems Take like two TVs. Work, you see the, yeah. and the split says, down the middle? Yeah. Good catch. not possible with a real cadaver. If they make a mistake on when...
0: Interesting. A- so they don't say what uh, uh, what OS it runs. Yeah. But, <laughs> because uh,
2: there's no muss, no fuss, all the work is immediate allowing for more material to be studied in a shorter time frame where they can really study the most anatomy and the most efficient use of their time
0: but you never get that uh, you never get that uh, cadaver penis effect that uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know that's that's that's, that's a unique experience huh very cool in a way and also it seems like maybe missing out like Here's my thing. I don't mind them. Here's where I'm going with this, Ange. I don't mind uh, doctors, you know, learning uh, you know, medical professionals to learn a little on this. You know, do do 80% of your learning on this. I don't want you touching my body, though, until you've had some real good oh, hands-on sure. in a real human body. For sure. Especially if you're going to be a surgeon.
1: Yeah, but this the point is that... Um Maybe they can go through so many hours of training on this before they move on to an actual cadaver, which is very costly to keep.
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, Poppy, you've got kids at home. What if you could have an at-home version of this? A nice educational tool, don't you think?
4: What? For my kids to cut up bodies? Yeah, is sure. Yeah. You've got kids? Do, they, do your kids do that? Is that the kind of... Actually, what is the well, American school system doing? It's
1: pretty bad. So. Dylan's kind of obsessed with death right now, so, so yeah. I think. <laughs> It's possible. right?
0: Yeah, I'd say just reload and it. bonus by the sound of it. I'd say you... <laughs> <laughs> what? i say reload it with a uh, different OS and just use it as a huge touch table, and then you're good to go. Right. That's what I would do. Yeah, all right. Okay, good find, though, Andrews. Good find. All right, so, Poppy, this next story, uh, did it blow your mind? Tell me, be honest, what was your reaction when you heard that Microsoft is announcing that SQL Server is coming to Linux? Your thoughts?
4: I literally fell off my chair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I we stopped we were recording Quota Radio. We stopped the show and we were like, what just happened? Uh it was kind of a it was kind of a perfect moment for it to happen too. Uh this is um wow. The next the only thing that would be a bigger deal than this would be exchange. And this is bigger in the enterprise, but I mean just in terms of like things I never expected to happen.
4: Wouldn't it be good if, if Exchange did come as well? I mean, surely SQL Server is is a dependency of, of Exchange. So having SQL Server first mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, they couldn't they couldn't go, Hey, uh you can run Exchange on your Linux box, but you've got to have it backed by a SQL Server running on Windows. So maybe like you could put this down as a prediction for next year. Maybe this year that uh Exchange will be available on Linux as well.
0: That would that would be mental. I don't know how I would be able to process that. Warhead, you think it was an obvious an eventuality?
2: Yeah, it's one of those things when you look at the strategy that we actually have. Everybody's like, "Hey, Microsoft is open sourcing mana or or C Sharp, etc. Those libraries for .NET and." If you have that and it runs on Linux, then they can bring their server systems, not, the, not necessarily the OS, but all of the bits that are ingrained in right. enterprise society at yeah. this point over yeah. to Linux. It's them accepting that Linux is an enterprise and world-class operating system to run their applications on.
0: Well, here's what melts my face is uh, you, can now be, <laughs> you can now write applications with Visual Studio Code, a Microsoft-created and supported code editor for Linux uh you can write open source C# Sharp and .net code and now you can use a Microsoft SQL server backend for the database for that code uh that's sort of nuts and the thing is, is the SQL server product is good like a lot of people think it's a good product too uh so until now SQL server was strictly a windows product but Microsoft's executive vice president of its cloud and enterprise group <laughs> writes today that the company has decided it's time to bring it to linux SQL Server on Linux will provide customers with even more flexibility in their data solution. Uh, once the mission-critical performance, industry-leading TCO, and best in cl- You know what TCO stands for? Ah, uh, total cost of ownership. Mm. That's one Microsoft's been loving for years. Once the <laughs> industry-leading TCO, best-in-class security, and hybrid cloud innovations, like Stretch Database with its lets customers access their data on-premises and lets the cloud get in whenever they want low-cost solutions all built in... Microsoft's opening up access to SQL. Oh, that's a good that's a good play on Linux as it gets closer to general availability. They got they got more information for you guys coming out in an event for the next 3 days in SQL Server. In a, a SQL Server 2016 event in New York. So, if you're actually interested, keep your ear out to the wires for that. And that's where you get more deeds. Wow. That really is something. And I guess technically, uh, from way I, the way I understand it, SQL Server is and has been for quite a while architected in a way that makes this technically feasible. Like I guess SQL Server kind of almost runs on like its own SQL OS. And on top of that, Microsoft has been making things less and less x86-dependent as they are working on things to run on Windows Core. So this has sort of been like... Some some work they've been doing for the for the long term. What I find to be more impressive about a move like this is, first of all, at the speed at which Microsoft is rolling things out for Linux. Just really, they uh, they could have been done for the year, and I would have still been fairly impressed with what they've released. Right, and then you combine that with the fact that that means internally. They are restructuring what their teams know, what they work with, what they are familiar with. There has to be an internal retraining, refocusing that is happening at the same time to match this publicly outward release. And that, for a company as old, the size of Microsoft, and sometimes historically not that fast to move, is pretty damn impressive. Like, that's the most impressive part of this entire story. Is In order to facilitate a release like this, there must have been massive changes internally at Microsoft. That's wow!
1: It was probably having a booth at Linux Fest Northwest last year.
0: You know, it might have been just hanging out with Noah and I that changed right? it all. I think yeah. so. We came over there. We take some good pictures. Mm-hmm. I must have done it, Andrews.
1: And they had some great swag. It's
0: a good call. That's a good call. All right. Any other thoughts from the mumbo room about Microsoft SQL on Linux? Not impressed. Really?
4: How come? No, because uh, Microsoft has spent the last two and a half years, you know, saying that they love Linux and and they are. Uh, they're trying to contribute code to the kernel and you know they have been doing a lot of this very publicly but at the same time where is Skype 7 or Skype 6 yeah or yeah, Skype 5 yeah yeah
0: yeah well it's like yeah.
4: for 4 years we've had exactly one update to Skype and yeah. that was to fix it when it broke completely yeah.
0: yeah that's true and it's like hey you turds uh if visual studio if you have some grand philosophy that justifies putting visual studio on Visual Studio Code, or whatever it's called, or Visual Code, whatever the hell it is, on Linux, then why the hell aren't you updating Skype? And now it's getting super pathetic. So if you expect people to develop and create applications on Linux, you don't expect them to need to be able to communicate? And don't you want them to be able to communicate with other people on the Microsoft platform? Like the whole Skype dropping thing is, I, I, they must think they have something really up their sleeve with the web version, I guess. I guess that's, way, I guess that's what that's Which, it is. by the way, still only works on Windows. Yeah, I mean, Ham. It feels like Microsoft is real comfortable helping Microsoft or helping Linux on the server side because it's sort of a foregone conclusion. But they're not too motivated to help it on the desktop side, are they? No, exactly. That's just gonna. That's just exactly what I was gonna say. They they're focused on the server, but they don't look at the desktop. That's crazy.
3: Guys, okay. I've done this prediction before, and I truly believe Microsoft in the span of five years will use a Linux kernel. With a Windows UI, on you top. have said that before. I recall that. That just I still said seems- it. I'm sorry, but every direction Microsoft is doing is exactly to allow that. Maybe, look at it. but you
0: know, here's the thing. Uh, no, 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 no. The uh, GPL is to Microsoft, man. That is, woo! Look out! Look out! That GPL. You know, what Microsoft says to the GPL. No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah, no, no, that's no.
3: what they say to the GPL. They don't want See, that. It won't matter. But that's the thing. It won't matter because people will be using their products for the SaaS features, right? Yeah, Visual maybe. Studio actually is now very uh butter uh, like layer down, and you can actually test your your things in their Azure platform, which runs Linux. Um, you know they have contributions to the kernel, so they're getting familiar and getting control of the kernel too, so that they can have a say on the direction of the kernel, which is important for them. They have you know their applications that they're bu- buying from the these small companies. Are usually Android apps, so this yeah. is also a plus there. Yeah. So in the end of the day, they're not supporting Skype because it really doesn't matter right now. You know, they got deals um, in a lot of countries. For example, to be able to have Skype with free data, people are using it because it's free data for for those uh, for that app. And in the end of the day, people are using it mostly on the mobile, anyways. They are not really caring that much about the desktop as yeah. well. the web And web- I
0: know the numbers back up those decisions. It still, still burns us, though. It still burns us. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I will never be using this, I doubt. Maybe I'll try it out just to, just to see what it's like just because it seems like.
1: What does it mean to, like, a, a dumb user? or somebody that has no idea what you're talking about? So,
0: you know, uh, a big thing that was a huge, huge pain in, the, in my arse during my consulting years would be uh, you go into a place that's just totally locked into Microsoft. They have Microsoft everything, uh, and everything has to run on Windows Server. So you, there's no real room to put a Linux box in there, even if it might perform a little better for them or have less security issues for them. And so now this means workloads in the past that could only run on a Windows server that required database functions can now re- run on a Linux box. So you could take – and the thing so is, is some that –
1: licensing savings for and Windows, performance yes, but, improvement.
0: Right. That means for your database server, for Microsoft SQL now, you get all you get access to all the file systems that Linux has support for. You get access to all the different crazy cool configurations. And, you know you, know, you means you can now put a Microsoft SQL server up on a DigitalOcean droplet. And so people that have learned how to do things the Microsoft way or people that just think Microsoft SQL is a competitive SQL server can now use it on Linux instead of having to use it on Windows. Uh, and so it's really more for the server side things, yeah. Okay, Andrews, with that, with that all discussed, you know what that means. It's time for our Kickstarter of the week. Yep. Angela picked this one out. It is the probably most uh, applicable Kickstarter we've done in a while to all our audience. Everybody yes. can use this. Yes. I would bet. Uh, it has 4,876 backers with 22 days left to go. Is that USD? Yes. Okay. It has raised $134,547 of... Jesus, they really only want $3,500? Really? What? What? Yeah, they only want... What? That's crazy. Anyways, it's called <laughs> the LM Cable, the world's first iOS and Android common connector. And yes, they have a video.
3: Hi, I'm Julio, and I'd like to share my story with you. Nowadays, we use a wide range of products, everything from cell phones, smartphones, to even chargers. But the thing is, we don't always have the same cable, and not one cable to work for all.
0: All right, I'm going to be honest with you. This music's a little melodramatic. This piano... Oh,
1: yeah, no, no, no. No, you know... You I'm, know I'm ready, I'm okay, ready. The, the um, what is it called, infomercials, where they're yeah. like, yeah, yeah, see I know. how I they can't to, pour out to, of... Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah.
3: It's, it's yeah. going to get better. So I'd like to show you how my life was until today.
1: His very sad, sad life Sitting at the desk His phone's plugged in He unplugs it and goes to plug in his hard drive What is it? USB hard drive? Mm Mm-hmm But he can't find the the cable cable.
0: Oh. And then he
1: spills his drink
0: And he's pressed for time now It's time to go But there's so many cords The chaos
1: So many things to unplug And oh my goodness
0: Now he's running late And he must have forgotten something and he has an opportunity to meet a friend walking down the hallway, but his friend runs Android. That guy runs Android, so keep walking. That guy needs a be- That guy needs a charge. Oh, but he uses Android. And he uses iPhone. Ugh. Oh, now he feels bad. No friends.
4: How is this guy a functioning human being?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh well, he got LM cable, and now now everything's better.
1: Yeah. He's wearing a snazzier suit.
0: One cable hooked up to the. Hard drive, and now the iPhone. One cord. There's the beverage, not spilled. Cheers, everybody. And guess what? Now he's pressed for time. And it's so much simpler because... One cord. One cord that plugs his hard drive in and his iPhone. And when he meets that friend down the hallway, he can help them charge. Here you go, friend. Plug this randomly into anything. What could go wrong?
3: Fantastic.
0: Fantastic. There you go. Change. Change. Change the world. Change the world with LM Cable. The world's first universal.
1: I like how he sought out a friend the second time.
0: Yeah. You yeah. know,
1: like, they're not going to come to me. I'm going to go to them.
0: The world's first <sighs> cable containing a two-in-one connector that can work on both micro USB and lightning devices.
4: So here's. And you know, so, so the. <laughs> we go. all have something all to
0: right, say. All right, Popey, then and then Ange. All right, Popey, go ahead.
4: So, A, this guy's a massive dickbag. But, B, <laughs> like, very, very soon, you'll be able to go on Alibaba or any other Chinese website and buy these things for $2. So, you know, why would I back this?
3: Yeah. I'm going to go far. Uh, so, now you're. You know, used to using one cable, you lose and you, none of your devices work. <laughs> <I like that. laughs> you know, I first thing I
0: thought of with this is, uh, well, do you want to? No, go, go ahead. ahead. First thing I thought of with this was uh, Apple's never going to be okay with this. This no, will never or, be yeah. MiFi or whatever they call it, MiFi or whatever they call it, Certified.
1: Yeah, well, and it's going to do the same thing that any time you buy those cheap cables that Poppy was talking about.
0: Clink, this accessory is not supported. Yes, clink, this sub- accessory is yes. not supported.
1: Right, and it's going to like because I've had one like that, and what it does, yeah. it just reconnects every like fifteen seconds. They do seconds. different ones, so I have yeah. one.
0: What I just, I, have, I just unplug and plug and unplug and plug and unplug and plug and then I unplug and plug and I unplug and, then I it, unplug it and it plug takes... and I plug and I unplug and then I plug and I unplug and, and then provide
1: your password. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then, it, then it actually clink charging. Uh, and when it charges it charges like an SOB. I mean it's one of the fastest chargers I've ever cuz it plugs right into DC. There's no sweet sweet juice, man. But this thing, this is first of all, I don't know if you saw the picture of it, but it looks rickety a little bit. It looks a little rickety. I like that they have gold tipped with leather cords though. Yeah. That s that's is where legit. the money is. <laughs> yeah, that is some legit s. But right you know what's there.
1: interesting. It's like um it's it it's really interesting how it speaks to like the Apple versus Android friends. And how they would need to share a charging cable, you know? Like, how often does that know. happen? I don't know. You know, does it? Like, but it does. It happened to me yesterday. Really? Yeah, I had a meeting and they were like, oh, do you want to charge your phone? I'm like, I have an iPhone. Yeah.
0: yeah <laughs> so yeah. it was. Uh, so the, uh, yeah. the, see the thing about the, uh, see the assault, you see that, you see that right there? Yeah. What's it say? What? The battery.
1: 100%.
0: Yeah, it'll be like, it's going to, that'll read 100% till noon.
1: Jeez. my well, my and then
0: by the end, of, and then by the end of the day, literally by like six, seven p.m., it'll be like at eighty-five percent battery.
1: I charged on the way here. I'm at ninety-eight percent, but my my phone is two years old now. Yeah,
0: the 6S plus.
1: Uh huh.
0: The the pluses they put a they put a huge battery in this thing. I mean the yeah. I, I literally can go two days without charging and That's still have great. like forty percent battery.
1: Mm.
0: Uh. So this kind of thing here, this is not this is not. I don't know, Warhead. You're kind of skeptical too, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, we're we're reiterating the same thing. Congratulations, we now have a square and triangle wheel. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but but hey, There's two points that uh, I, I even see further. So first of all, at least in the EU side, the charges have been standardized across the mobile devices. So right. the, on, nowadays, anyway, this is one. And the second thing, aren't we going for wireless charging anyway?
0: Oh, true. And it looks like so. Here's the thing. Oh, man, this is a thing. So the wow. chat room is pointing out that there's already a device that is available on Amazon for eight dollars and ninety five cents, and it is a my uh, MFI it's, certified two in one. As so, in
1: Apple has okayed it. Yeah,
0: as in it won't give you that. This device may not be compatible, ah. and so it's it's a it's a capped micro USB, and the cap is a Lightning port. That's, that's pretty smart, that's and it's. Interesting. Yeah, I'm, I'll put that in the show notes because that's that's nine bones, nine US well, bones
4: it says it's mfi certified that's and true it's not it's not direct from amazon it's from a third party seller so i would take that with a giant pile of salt
0: that is true <laughs> however however it does have uh, 106 good reviews
3: but yeah well, oh there's right. a video yeah there is a there's video A video. oh this is a review of the dodo cool Two in one lightning connector let's jump in an and see an if it works lightning connector and a micro usb man
0: you can make a video about anything but i'm gonna see
3: if it syncs all right, he's plugged it in. Plugged into my computer's USB 3.0 port, and I'm going to plug it into my iPad Air. You got black, not yellow like that. And I'm going to see if it sinks.
0: Well, it's charging at least.
3: Dumb. See, I have this cable plugged into a iPad what? Air and also into a USB 3.0 port on my computer.
0: I think one of the things, if it's not if it's not MIFI or whatever they call it certified, I think data doesn't Higher work.
3: quality wire than the other ones. So, we didn't find out. And the lightning symbol. Oh. So this cable is not only capable of charging your uh, Apple products it's also able to transfer data to iTunes through your computer. Overall I like this cable a lot.
0: Man, I can't believe you guys. I can't duty believe people cable. out there still it's do that. Much larger diameter.
4: Transfer to iTunes. I do. Well, now, it's interesting you say that, but given how much it costs for iCloud storage now... That's true. And, uh, (laughs) you know, if you've got a big, chunky device with loads of storage and you take loads of photos and video, you instantly get the little pop-up, you're out of iCloud storage. And it's super annoying. It actually becomes more compelling to plug the thing into a computer and go, do you know what? I'll just send it on a cable.
0: And obviously, it's more secure. Uh, But uh, for me... The, Ain't uh, nobody
4: got time for that. Yeah,
0: essentially. And, and the True. thing is, is like if you do pay for the iCloud stuff, then you just plug it in at night and you're good to go. Yeah. You just plug in your power and it backs up. Now the thing is, uh, the restoration process for cloud, not so hot. I bet slow. You got to be on
1: restoration. R- pro- never. It's never. It's it's much no matter better, what. It's
0: much better from Internet Tunes than it is from iCloud. <laughs> <Toons. Yeah. laughs> from the internet. it's better from Internet Tunes than it is from Internet Cloud. <laughs>
1: Oh, <laughs> the eye thing's <sighs> getting old, right? No, I think it's great. Yeah? You yeah. like it? Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Okay. All right. Any other uh, thoughts on the Kickstarter of the week? Are we funding this or not? What do you guys say? No. I mean, not
1: actually funding it. Yeah, though. I'm not. My Android friends, they can no. just go without a charge.
3: <laughs> hey, wait. Don't we have bigger batteries? Yeah, yeah. I guess.
0: You know, I also, uh, I guess I should give an honorable mention. There was a. <sighs> I should save it. I should save it. But yeah. there, there is
3: also, another. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Did Apple release that uh, back thing that it's like a second battery that you just plug in? The backpack. Yeah. It? I don't think anybody wants that, though.
1: I know. You gave me one. Oh, William it's on what? my desk. I, what? You gave me like a case. That has oh, no. This back. is
0: one made by Apple. Oh. Yeah. This is one made by Apple, like legit by Apple. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, yeah, we had uh, there's another Kickstarter that uh, we kind of floated around uh, for a couple of days, but we ended up uh, not going with it. Uh, that was sort of the same thing, a universal cable. So this is a, this is the problem several... This is a nut, as they say, Ange. This is a nut that several people are trying to crack. And I, I'm trying to see if I could find the name of it, but I... Yeah, yeah Recaipedia, okay. Yeah, here it is. Uh, I found it. Recai linked this up either. It's a M-E-E-M, the world's first charger cable with oh, automatic backup. So this is a little different. This is a sort of a different take on the, on the whole idea, I guess. Oh, and they're funded, too, with 48 hours left to go.
5: Hi, my name is Kelly Sumner. I'm the former CEO of the companies that brought you Grand Theft Auto and Guitar Hero. I want to give you five reasons why me will be important to you. The first reason you need this is not only does it charge your phone, but it automatically backs up all your memories and data into the cable. Secondly, what's important to you is all your precious memories and data under your control on your cable not in the cloud. Mm. And the third reason is, it doesn't matter whether you lose your phone, your phone is stolen, or your phone is damaged. Or even if you're upgrading, Meme will always protect your data. Number four is, once you've bought your Meme, there are no recurring costs or monthly charges. The fifth reason is, if you want to transfer from old technology, Meme makes it simple. Or you simply want to upgrade your phone, Meme makes it simple. If you've backed up using Meme, all your memories and data are safe. Meme really does mirror your life.
0: How can I mean, you do so all the different? How can you do all the different phones and all that? That's, what do you think, Poppy?
4: Uh, there, so the thing I don't like about this is that it's like a heavy, big device. Attached to the cable, and the weakest part of, as everyone knows, mm-hmm. of any sure. charging cable is is either end of it, right? Yep. So you've backed up all your memories, as he says, in a real sickly way, <laughs> yeah. uh, into this into this little device, and it breaks. The end of the cable breaks. How the hell do you get the data out? Of you got to no, buy it, another one. Yeah, and you hope you don't need well, to, you don't need then, to store then. You're screwed. You can't get it back out because it's inside the cable.
0: Yeah, it's it's an interesting idea. I don't see – how does it stay compatible with, like, future OS updates? Like, how do I I know that it's going to work between um, um, uh, Android 5 and Android 6 or iOS 8 and iOS 9? How do I know that's going to be a thing? The idea is kind of interesting, though, right? And they reached their funding. Uh, So it's M-E-E-M. If you guys want to check it out, they have 48 hours left if you want to get one.
1: I think it's funny that they're like, get out of the cloud. Like there's gonna be a whole new yes. group of products. They're like, don't be in the cloud.
0: But it is sort of an alternative to the Internet sure. Tunes backup and yes. without having to do the cloud backup. And uh let's see. Uh, oh. Oh of course. Of course prices are based on storage. Of course. Right. Yeah, of course. So depending on if you want Android or iOS and how much storage you want, the prices vary. But uh they're under it's 100 bucks.
4: A, I wonder, there's you know, not like a micro SD slot in it or anything
0: No, no, it comes with built-in storage, but you figure your phone doesn't change either. so you get one per phone. like it looks like it's about uh, uh, 56, 75 euros or uh, what is that in U.S Bones? So it's about 100, about 130 bucks to get to get the uh, to get a 32 gigabyte one for uh, oh and that's also a, a Kickstarter level. Uh, so it looks like it's about 80 bucks to yeah, get a 32 gig Android one.
3: You sure? Because zero, I think, is just close to to dollar, almost the same, right
0: now. Yeah, well, they have. Uh, I don't. I don't know. They have the conversion on I,
4: the page. I can see. I can see this being a compelling device for people who want to back up, especially if you're out in the field and you're taking loads of photos and you've got no data. Like if you go on a camping trip or something, and you take loads and loads of photos, you just want to plug the thing in and it back up, and you'd be safe, right? But I, I just don't like the design. I think that's just gonna fail. I would rather it was a normal cable that plugged into a plastic box, and that plastic box mm. did the backup.
0: So, Warhead, you point out that, talk about, you know, physical security is super important with your smartphone, but now there's a whole other device you need to worry about physical security with.
2: Yeah, I mean, th- think about it. You go to the coffee shop. Oh, crap, i got to charge my phone. You plug it into your, your laptop because you want to do that and charge it from your laptop so you don't have to worry about finding a port. And then somebody just walks by and yanks the cable and walks with it. There goes <laughs> right. your entire phone back
1: Also, this is like the, the anti-LM um, cable. You can't share that.
2: Yeah, nobody right. else
1: can charge right. their phone That's on that. That's true. That is not a social cable. <laughs> You're not
0: making any friends with that charging cable. Wow, no, back them both. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah <laughs> no. right. I feel so bad now. You know what? You know, I know what. Here's something you could fund: Patreon.com/slash today. Boom, Whoa, there it is. Go fund the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. This helps us. We spread it around to the infrastructure to our uh, costs for things like maybe contractors or maybe like buying some things for Linux Fest, like a balloon. Let's buy a balloon for Linux Fest this week.
1: I have some. Yes. Fist
0: bump right there. Boom! We've done it. Thanks to our patrons, right? Yeah, that's right. So I got a question recently about swag. You had a semi recent yeah. swag update. Yeah. Uh, and I didn't, I'm, you know, I didn't remember how to answer. But it was, came up during the last IRC. Oh, uh, and the question was, when's the, has the latest swag gone out? Not yet, no. Soon then, no,
1: the, yeah, the, just in the next couple days. Woo, that's exciting! Mm-hmm.
0: So we have a bunch of different levels over at uh, Patreon.com/slash today. The the big level, the high mm-hmm. level, is a swag level. From time to time, where we send out swag to our patrons as a thank you, some JB stuff, some exclusives, mm-hmm. most of the time. Sometimes also some just like uh, extra stuff that we've thought of. Yep. Just for you guys. Patreon.com slash today. We also have lower levels. If you just want to support the production costs of our shows or help invest in our infrastructure, we have or, a bunch of different levels. Or
1: if you cord cut because our network provides your technology news that that you really care about. Um, you know, some people decide to mm-hmm. donate because we're mm-hmm. saving them $100 a or, month. Or, or
0: <laughs> if you're feeling bad about not cutting the cord and you want to hedge your guilt. <laughs> right? Nice. say right. yes. on Patreon.com slash today works for me. Patreon.com. <laughs> Slash today. Thanks, everybody, for supporting Jupiter Broadcasting Network. Hey, that was kind of a good... Uh, that kind of sounded like, a, like, a, like an Irishman, didn't it? A little bit? No. Supporting the Jupiter Broadcasting Network. No, no. Okay, it sounds right. like
1: you have something in your teeth.
0: Oh, alright. Well, you like know, you're
1: trying to get spinach out well, St. Patrick's
0: Day is coming up, so it's trying to get in the spirit, Andrews. Actually, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Is, yeah. not, is it on... What day is St. Patrick's Day? The 17th. Seven. Oh, okay. I was, I was going to see if that was a Tuesday. That'd be fun. You'd,
1: you'd think he you would know that because it was our wedding anniversary. You know, that's when we got married. Yeah, well, that's but, why I was asking. You know, I mean, to, okay. be all, to be fair. That's cool. I just wasn't sure. It's can... not like it you know, changed. Well,
0: that's why I wasn't St. sure. The Day is always on the 17th. I can't remember if it was one of those holidays that floats right? like your Thanksgiving. <laughs> or what? No? It's just... <laughs> I know. I can't keep it straight. Hey, hey Angela. What? Uh, congratulations today. I know. Happy International Women's Day, Angela. Yeah,
1: yeah. And before you guys get all... Butt hurt, you know, men's International Men's Day is like November 19th. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: feel like I should grow up. And that's, you know we,
1: what? That's November. We, we launched Women's Tech Radio on <laughs> International Men's Day. Like the very first there's, episode.
4: <laughs> there's, a, there's a UK comic, uh, Richard Herring, on Twitter. And every year he spends the entire International Women's Day replying to people who are complaining, saying, yeah, well, when's International Men's Day? And he replies to every single tweet. Telling them it's November the 19th.
1: <laughs> That's great. Everybody
0: should uh, celebrate International Women's Day by going to listening to a little women's tech radio. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. We're recording some tomorrow. Oh, not, my gosh. Not, not live. Just, so don't like don't come here. I for almost it, had a kid.
0: <laughs> oh, I should mention too, is going to be on Thursday this week to make yep. room for the ladies.
1: That and um, for the U.S. and those uh, and other places that don't follow the U.S. Daylight Savings, that is this this weekend.
0: Oh my God, that always screws last I know,
1: up. I know. And it will. So just, you know, check the calendar. Just know that we're springing ahead, right? We're going to lose an hour in the can't U.S. Can't do this anymore, Ange. On Sunday.
0: I can't do this anymore. I can't, I, I, I just, I, oh, I, 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 I can't, I, I uh, hold, I just,
5: I uh, hold, hold, hold uh on. On. there's uh, they, they, just,
0: uh no more daylight savings. Okay. No more. Okay. Well, that'll wrap us up for today's episode of tech talk today. Tech talk today is live on Tuesdays. Go to jupiterbroadcastingcom slash calendar just to check in on us, to see what our production plans are, to see when we are going to be live. And, uh, tech talk today. is where you go to submit content to make the show even better or give us feedback. And don't forget, we do have that mumble room. We'd love to have you join us. And give your thoughts on the stories. We just check your mic and then let you get in there and talk to us. All right. Well, I apologize in advance if this gets stuck in your head. I do think it's going to be a bit of an earworm. But if you're around the age of I, this was a classic. And I say that because now they've remade it and my kids watch an entirely new version of it, which makes me feel like an old man.